Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. This week we talk about homeschooling while moving, homeschooling conventions, and homeschool camps. This episode is brought to you by Teaching Textbooks, an award-winning math program for homeschoolers that is sure to make you and your children smile. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey everybody, and uh, welcome to this week's show. This is where things at our house uh, and Ben's house. We're kind of like on pins and needles right now because uh, Rissa's due date uh, is still about five days away, four days away. Um, but they're starting to wonder if things are starting to move. Last night, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so last night things were kind of yeah. We thought we thought we were going to have the baby by today, probably at this point, just because it was. Uh, she was feeling contractions. I mean, it was not intense ones, but they were relatively consistent. Uh, she was felt like it was a little bit weirder, but like not exactly like last time, but she was like, maybe that's just because it's different. Uh, but so we called the midwives and everything and just asked, you know, and she's like, well, here's some things, you know, just keep, you know, just obviously, I mean, we knew it would be a while still, but we just wanted to call and check because they told us to. But then once she settled down after a while because she had been late i mean sleeping and stuff so we thought well it's not like she's been real active so which is when i think usually braxton hicks is usually when i think you've been like walking doing a lot of stuff is when those are common but anyways so once she went to bed though she felt a couple throughout the night but then they kind of faded away somewhat so she seemed not today so i guess it was just kind of a pre premature thing this is this is number two again but it still means they're they're moving in that direction though because i can remember your mom going you know having the exact same thing thinking you know waking up and everything stops and she's thinking we're never gonna this baby's never gonna come we're never gonna have this baby and and we did have them. They did come. And so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm thinking we probably won't make it till Saturday. That's my, I don't think we'd make that long, but we'll see. I mean, maybe, okay. but I, my guess is it could be in the next couple of days. So, well, I was thinking cause, uh, over at the family man for all your husbands, if you haven't signed them up for our, uh, family man weekly newsletter, we do that as well. Um, but I was having a contest to see who could guess. And I remember one guy put, last night because he said it's going to be a full moon and uh all night long i kept thinking it might be because of the gravitational pull of the moon you never know those pictures i'm seeing online looked really beautiful i wish we had seen it i should have gone i got i got up at about 2 30 to look out they said it was going to be the strongest was going to be like between two two and seven oh wow and so i got up just to look out the window and it looked like a it was brutally cold here. I don't know where you're all from, but I mean, it was when I went to work this morning, it was negative 14 outside. So it was, it was cold. Uh, so it would have been bad going out there in the middle of the night. Check that out. I wouldn't have wanted to do it, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, the kids, we, we played out outside, uh, last night for about an hour because they wanted to the little kids, they want to go back out again tonight. So I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done before. Cause I, I said I might, and I've been mistaken. I've been spurred on by uh, uh, Jerry Phillips, who is the um, literally uh, texting me right now. <laughs> and he was saying because they were saying, oh, dad, can you pull us behind the car on a sled? And I'm like, you can't do that. That's crazy. That'll kill you. And they're like, well, Mr. Phillips does it. And that's uh, Sam's my second oldest is a uh, future father-in-law. So I think we're going to try it afterwards. We've done it before. So, Mr. Tucker, he did it a long time ago. I know, but I've never pulled oh, anything yeah, yeah, for sure. behind my car on anything. Well, Mia I'm asked, 
Uh-huh. You asked here, uh, is the tub done? Yes, it got done. That's what I was going to say is ironic, too, is if we had gotten it done literally two baths later, she you know, went into labor. But uh, we got it done Friday night. She was able to take a first bath. So a couple it looks of awesome. it was two it weeks, I think, bath. almost. Well, a little under two weeks of work. It was a lot. But, yeah, Dad, our brother Abe, and Jerry and Calvin, which is Sam's my second the brother underneath me, his father-in-law, future father-in-law, and his future brother-in-law, they both came over and put in a lot of hours to help us get done. So it looks good. I mean, the rest of the bathroom now looks terrible because we just did that one part. <laughs> but uh, the tub's working great. No leaks or anything as of right now. Even good, though don't tell him good. I haven't been able to replace the seal that he said it was a bad we, idea. But We won't worry about that. So. Well, hey, Ben, I thought uh, we'd talk a little bit uh, tonight about a couple different things. Uh, one is uh, kind of a a discussion um, from a comment over at Facebook. Someone asked, um, said, hey, I know you were talking about, uh, you know, how life comes up and how you get it all done. And and she said, what do you do, though? Or she said, maybe you should do a topic on uh, when you're moving, how homeschooling fits into that, because I know the rest of the story. They're moving across the country. And it's hard to get homeschooling done in the midst of all that. As you're packing up your house, you know, you're getting, you're packing up your school, you're getting ready to move, you know, you got a million things to do. And I thought maybe we should talk about um, life-directed homeschooling, you know, because the truth is sometimes God's curriculum plan is different than ours. Um, you know, that we have this plan and every year starts the same. We've talked about it. You know, you, you draw it all out in 15-second increments and things change. Um, and and it could be a variety of different things. So I thought maybe we just talk about that um, for the beginning of the show and then talk about something else towards the uh, latter part. Um, but you know, the thing I really, really like about homeschooling is that it allows God to direct what we're gonna do, you know, for the day. Um, because things do happen. I know some of you moms, again, you start your homeschool day, no matter what happens, nuclear holocaust, zombie attack, you know, you just keep going. Um, in fact, I have a, a, a cartoon in, in our official book of homeschooling cartoons where, um, you know, there obviously has been a great big flood and the houses are all flooded. And you see this homeschooling family with this mom on her roof with her kids and she's got a, you know, a white marker board and she's going through the lesson of the day. Some of you moms are kind of like that. You know, you think, oh, we got we, this is happening. Um, and we have to add homeschooling to that. I'm um, like having a baby or moving. You know, I think those are the best lessons you can have as a family. Um, because I'll tell you, when you're moving, I mean, you are learning all kinds of things. Your kids are packing up stuff and, and you learn, you know, what really matters. And, uh, you know, it's a great time as fam- uh, a family togetherness. Um, it may not always be pleasant. Yes, there might be some yelling, but it's a great time of God-directed learning. Same thing with babies. Uh, I know that uh, uh, some of you moms, you, you have a baby and you barely skip a beat in your homeschooling day. You know, you have the baby and the next day you're back up and running again. That ain't the way it is. It was at my house. Um, when a baby was introduced, the whole world kind of shut down. But God didn't shut down school. Because that's when the real learning took place. Because I'll tell you, if you're having a baby at your house, man, those are those are perfect homeschooling days. Um, you know, as people gather in the morning and you're 
around this little baby. And it's not just about like turning it all into a lesson because I know some moms do. Well, let's talk about, you know, how the bowels move on a on a child. You don't need to do that. You don't even need to try to pull something out of it. There's just lots of benefits of being a part of a family in those special times. You know, maybe even in sickness. Um, you know, those sicknesses that God brings along are almost like little uh, diversions in your day. Maybe they're gifts to you as a mom, um, you know, that, that maybe you need a break. Or maybe your child needs a break. Or maybe they need to experience um, from you to, sh to show them what's more important. Um, I know I don't know about if you I don't know if you felt this way, Ben. Um, your mom did a great job of taking care of you when you're sick. And I remember spending lots of times, you know, as you're throwing up on the all over the place, cleaning up and stuff like that. But some of my fondest memories growing up and I again, I wasn't homeschooled, but when I was sick and I got to stay home and even my wife, she kind of makes fun of me uh, for even saying this. But my mom always turned our couch into an island. That's what I called it anyway. An island of good feelingness ish, um, you know, where she would set up the TV tray and she'd bring my meals into me. She'd prop up my pillows and blankets and I'd watch the Flintstones or whatever. You TV. That was the only time you got to, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, Inside wow. joke there. Don't Quick tell continue. my mom. She's listening yeah. to this. <laughs> I never watch TV. My mom is uh, never mind. Um, but, you know. And those were such wonderful times. They were, those are the things I still remember. You know, even in your homeschool day, uh, take advantage of those sick days and just make it part of your school. You know, if they can cover some of the stuff, not your sick ones, but your non-sick ones. In fact, you know, if you're having a baby or if you're moving, uh, I know that when someone comes to our house, like special company, they're coming that day. Sometimes, uh, you know, my wife will just say, I can't get to school today. And so she gathers the kids. She might have that little, you know, uh, quick team meeting and say, OK, you need to do these things that you can do on your own. And that's all school is today. And then you're going to clean the house. You're going to clean your do your your chores. We call them Friday chores because that's when we, we try to do them. Um, and then we all kind of go our ways. So if you have a baby, you know, having a baby is enough school. You know, you can your kids can get done what they need to get done. And that's OK. It's seasonal and it's God directed. Um, again, God directed doesn't mean you it's just unschooling. I, You know, I people throw the term around a lot. And I know some people who successfully unschooled their kids. Unschooling is not where you just let them run with the wolves, you know, and, and they become, uh, you know, they do whatever they want and play video games all day. In fact, I would not let them play video games all day. I would not let them watch TV all day. You know, those are really stealers of learning because, you know, if you give my kids and I say, hey, I'll give you a choice. You want to play or with Lego, which they love playing with. You want to do Lego or watch TV or play video games. Guess which one they'll choose every single time. In fact, I will choose that every single time. I don't like video games, but I love watching TV. I was a TV kid. You know, if you gave me a choice between talking to you or watching TV, I'd pick TV every time. You know, but if I take that away, I fill it in with with more important things, um, you know, and even as, as we're talking about, you know, uh, when God brings those things away uh, along the way, maybe you need to adjust how you're doing things. So if it's prolonged, 
Um, I know Debbie was just talking just the other day. We were talking about this, that uh, when we had those babies, when we had a couple kids being homeschooled, we would always use homeschooling in the morning. You know, we'd start whatever at a reasonable time, nine o'clock, nine thirty, and we'd be done by noon. Um, but uh, uh, but when we had babies in the house, you know, oh, there were a lot of awake time. And and so we moved she moved school to the afternoon. Or uh, the kids might still do their their uh, the things they could do on their own in the morning, but in the afternoon when the baby was taking its nap, that's when she did the reading time. Or and, and that's okay. Maybe you need to adjust how you're going to do it. Uh, maybe it's in the evening or whatever. You know that it fits fits your needs. Along with that, before we take a commercial break and kind of change our subject, um, I had a mom who wrote just uh, maybe yesterday, maybe maybe a couple of days ago. And said, well, what do you do, though, Todd, when your uh, when your kids don't want to do school, you know, or not that they don't want to do school, but they drag it out. And maybe, Ben, I don't know. I don't know. Did you feel this way during school? Did you feel like, you know, did were you in any hurry to get it done? Did you feel like you wanted to drag it out very long? No, I mean, obviously, it was pretty much to try to avoid it. I mean, in the way of, like, get it done as quickly as possible so you could do what we really wanted to do. Uh, but I was just thinking, like, I honestly, like, for the amount of years I did school, I just feel like I can't hardly even picture more than, like, I don't know, not that many days at sitting at the desk. Like, it's not like I can just, like, have hundreds of memories of just sitting there at the desk doing school. Like, I mean, that's just not really how... I picture it and remember it. Uh, How do you picture it? I don't know. I can't even like picture it at this <laughs> point. I don't know. Like parts of it, I guess maybe when I was younger, I remember like sing. Is it sing spell reading right? Uh huh. Is that the one that we do and a cursive one? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Like that was always just like early days of school is what I remember. And then later on, more of like the because uh, really for the last couple of years I did most of it on my own. So I think that's why my most recent memories. No, I didn't want to drag it out because we wanted to go out and play with swords or play with Lego or whatever right, else. Right. So we didn't, you know, we didn't really uh, try to prolong very long, usually. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, as a father listening, that really warms my heart because what I want my kids to remember is just being at home, that it was just kind of life. You know, I think if, yeah, right. again, I probably said before, if I, if I get to the end and my kids say, yeah, boy, I just remember we did school all day long, I will have feel like I failed because that's not what I want my kids to remember. Um, and so this mom wrote and she said, well, what do you do, Todd, when the kids just drag it out? You know, they're just they're 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 they just take forever on their lessons. You know, it just takes hours. She goes, I've you know, I don't want to yell at them, but that's what I end up doing. I'm yelling, you know, and I'm and I'm uh, uh, consequences don't seem to matter, you know, and, uh, and for the record, and, that's I mean, every person probably has been there before i mean it's not just uh, in this situation you know and so that that's kind of a that's a big topic um but you know what i i agreed with her i would not yell because yelling doesn't help you know i mean i've got kids who are just their their blood's like molasses and you go come on come on we're going you know and you spend all your time yelling and they're still late you know and so i asked the question i said are your kids unhappy in the slowness of their time. Because I know some moms who will tell me, you know, my kid just likes to take all day doing his thing. Um, you know, that's okay. If you have a kid who doesn't mind it, um, I would still, you know, the consequences should be strong enough that they're felt. You know, so, if you know, the consequence might be, hey, we're real, you're, you're not going to go 
if if you're not done. And, you know, she kind of confirmed that and said, oh, you know, when they want to do things, oh, they zip right through it. Um, and I would make those consequences again and say, hey, I'm not going to yell at you anymore. But at the end of this day, if you're not done with this or at the end of this time and we get ready to go, you're not going to go because you have this stuff to get done. Uh, and, you know, and again, maybe those consequences um, help motivate. I'll tell you, sometimes you don't get those consequences until you graduate from high school. And you're out on your own. Because I know for our kids, uh, Ben, we never made you get up super early in the morning, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, now? Yeah, I get up at... No, no, did we? Oh, no, no, no. no. I mean, I we, mean, all, we, we weren't ever late. We were like, get up at 7 or something, 7.30. And then, but we didn't start school for a few hours, probably. Right. Well, and, and you were an early riser. There were some kids who didn't get up till even later than that. Oh, well, we still um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, I have kids who now, what time do you leave for work now in the morning? Uh, about 7, 10, 7, 15 usually. You know, and Ike leaves at 6.30 in the morning. And, you know, these are some of my kids that I didn't, you know, I've been, I always got up early. But, you know, sometimes they need that motivation um, when it's, when they want to be motivated by it. And they might even have to get fired from a job to learn some of that motivation. But again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get caught up in that that fight, that constant battle that you never, ever, you never win. So again, you know, if they're okay with it and they don't mind missing, I just let it go. You know, you have a schedule to get done. So you might say, Hey, I'm going to be done at this time. And then you're done. I can't help you anymore, but you still have to get it done. That kind of thing. I remember one time, this isn't school related, but, uh, like our room was a disaster all the time, basically. And we had no room in it anyway, but, uh, one time dad was like, I mean, it was a pit, but he's like, you have to clean, you know, clean up your entire room, but you have all day. You can do it whenever you want. Cause I hated cleaning our room. And, uh, so I spent like all day basically cleaning it over time. Like I'd play and do other stuff, but I kept, you know, cleaned it up over time, but like that ability, you know, knowing the deadline and all that. And that's like the only time I ever remember ever doing something like that. And it's just stuck with me for that long. I don't know why, but that's now, but I, and I think it's okay. Like the cleaning the room, you could say you can play you can take all day. I, I was talking to one dad and he said, Oh yeah, we let our kids play their video games while they're doing their math lesson. So, you know, or doing their school because they kind of do it on their own. <laughs> so they're playing video games and then they do the school, play video games. And then I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't let them do that because that's distracting. Nobody mm -hmm. should. I mean, you can't work that way. That's that's not a good habit to do. And, uh, you, you know, but but and I wouldn't necessarily always use that as my reward either and say, hey, if you hurry really fast, then you can play video games for the rest of the day. You know, I wouldn't let that because that's not what I want the reward to always be. We need to have a show on that when we can talk about that. And I think parents need to set up those those times of playing things. Uh, but uh, I would just say, you know, don't get caught up in the battle and let the consequences be real and be felt. And then don't worry about it because they're going to get it along the way. Hey, Ben, why don't you uh, interrupt us with the commercial? This week, I wanted to talk to you about why we love teaching textbooks. We've been using teaching textbooks for more than 10 years, and it has been an amazing experience. 
The thing I liked best about it was that it was interactive, which meant that I learned better, and this helped me prevent from zoning out or forgetting what was being taught. To progress through the lectures and problems, you have to interact and answer small parts of the math problems throughout the lecture. And for the more advanced math, this is helpful since you don't just learn the entire formula in one piece. They actually walk you step by step through the entire process to help you make sure you understand it. They also make the entire curriculum fun. We believe that teaching textbooks can make you and your kids smile, and that is why we are super excited that they are sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. If you want to check out their awesome curriculum, visit teachingtextbooks.com to try their free trial and check out their sample lessons. We want to thank them for the support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Hey, uh, we're going to use that to kind of turn the the um, corner there. And I thought maybe we'd talk about uh, a couple different things because I'm starting to uh, kind of focus in on to homeschool convention season um, because it's getting ready to start. In fact, I think I have my first thing in, in March. Um, I, the day I, Sam's I, bachelor party was going to be, I believe. <laughs> oh, is it? Um, yeah. I can't remember. It's a state homeschool convention or a private homeschool convention. But I want to just encourage you: if you have a homeschool convention that's near you, you should take advantage of it um, on a couple different levels. Moms, don't think you um, don't need it because you do. I can't tell you how many homeschoolers I've talked to who've said. Oh, yeah, uh, I've heard they have homeschool conventions, and I'm thinking, do you live under a rock? Um, uh, because Ben has spent his whole growing up life going to homeschool conventions, um, and there's so much there. Um, I think there's nothing better than to rub shoulders with other homeschoolers, to hear some great speakers, to, like, really look at the curriculum. It's better than online. You know, you may be able to kind of, you know, turn the virtual pages by clicking through, but there is nothing better mm-hmm. than picking up a homeschool curriculum and looking through it or all the other other resources. But the best part and why you need to be there, uh, not only does it recharge your batteries and, you know, and, and re-motivate you, um, but I think it's so cool that you get to, like I said, rub shoulders, you get a bump in, you get a bump into other homeschoolers. Um, you know, that you're looking at this curriculum and there's some other mom who's right next to you and she's in tears mm-hmm. or sniffling and you, you get these conversations going and it's so encouraging to hear they're just like you or maybe they were before you, after you. And uh, not only do you need their encouragement, but those other moms need your encouragement as well. Maybe, maybe your kids are even all grown up. Um, you should go anyway. Uh, as an encouragement to you as far as uh, your husband. If your husband isn't very involved in homeschooling or isn't sure about homeschooling, get him to the homeschool convention. I can't tell you how many dads I've talked to or moms who have relayed the story and said, yeah, my husband wasn't very involved. And then he went to a homeschool convention. He heard you speak, Todd, and uh, he is on board 100%. Or he's more excited than, than even I am. Um, you know, your husband just needs to be around some other homeschoolers. And it's encouraging to see that many homeschoolers uh, out there. And there are, there are a lot of great conventions. In fact, I would guess that you probably have one within a couple hours of you somewhere. Um, you know, whether it's a state homeschool convention or a private homeschool convention, um, there are just a lot of great resources. I should ask Ben, you know, which one, uh, which one are some of his favorites, but I probably already know which ones they are. And I don't want to like start some kind of competition, you know, like let's go to their state. Uh, your state needs your encouragement. Um, but there's some other things that can encourage you as well. 
And I'm really excited to say that I'm going to be speaking at two homeschool camps uh, this summer. Um, the first one is in Harvey Cedar, Harvey Cedars, New Jersey, um, nice. at Harvey Cedars Bible Camp. And I know Ben, you you almost broke you broke your foot off almost at Harvey Cedars. What do you remember about Harvey Cedars? This can be your little commercial for Harvey Cedars. I mean, Harvey Cedars. The thing I liked was it didn't feel. I mean, it felt very. Uh, I don't know if like family. You know, I mean, it just felt. Not overly uh, huge, not overly uh, shiny, if that makes sense. It just feels very like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a great feeling there. Uh, <laughs> but you also have the beach right there. So the whole area around it just feels super ocean-y uh, and very, uh, just uh -huh. a real cool feeling. Uh, and it just has a real, real uh, great atmosphere, I think, at the uh, in the entire area. I mean, there's volleyball, there's... You know, you can go like one day they took us. Uh, we all went to uh, was it like a crab wharf or something yeah, like that, uh, or lobster wharf, wharf fishing uh -huh. area, and that was super cool to see. They took us through one of their factories. I think the guy had like missing fingers because of nets and stuff. You know, I mean, it was all like very real. Uh, they have a great group of people. I mean, it's a good size, so you can kind of really interact with almost everyone. Some of them get huge, and it's you know it can be almost overwhelming uh, to try to meet people when there's 600 different people, you know, or whatever amount of people. Right. But I think it's a good size to really connect with other people and it just feels kind of you know not overly uh yeah authentic's a good word uh someone said but you know not over uh overly planned so you have time to i think spend time with family and do stuff with other people and kind of an un every moment isn't scheduled out and you know dictated for you which is really nice i think and the big thing is that it's right on the beach i mean yeah. it's right it's like right every, there every day you get to spend hours down at the beach and everybody does, or you can go out too. into the sound and and get a kayak and yeah. go out, or or you know if you want to fish off their big pier, you can do that. Or if you want a crab, for the last several times we've been there, I've gotten one of these cages that you put hot dogs inside of it and you try to bring up a crab, um, and it smells like the ocean, feels yeah. like the ocean. I mean, the um, building and, looks like an old lighthouse. I mean, it's like built out of, it looks like driftwood, even though it's not. But right. I think the biggest moon I've ever seen is my, in my life was there. We like walk over across because you can just walk to the beach. There's a sand dune. You walk up and it's literally, there's the ocean and the, just this giant, giant red moon just like hanging right over. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just gorgeous. So it, it's it's really very nautical feeling. It's an awesome And if you've never awesome been to thing. a family camp, I don't know about, I, maybe your husband would feel like me. Because my wife would say before we started doing these speaking at them, she'd go, oh, we should do a family camp. But I'm thinking, this sounds like a week of church. <laughs> you know, like you're just going to go to church for a week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I hope we never have to go. But that is not what it's like. At Harvey Cedars, my wife, is uh, what she loves about it is that she never has to cook a meal. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you're staying in a, in a hotel-type setting. And... Uh, there you have i think there's a, a speaking time in the morning and a speaking time in the evening and then it's all open for you to goof off and do whatever in the afternoon they have a little ice cream shop like a lot of camps do the kids can play games and and they start to hook up and make friends the little kids they have a kids program there um they've always had a fun time there um uh, I was uh, there was something else I was thinking about. Oh, uh, Harvey Cedars has even some classes for your kids. Super low key. Um, they might have uh, marine biology uh, every day, and it's like for 45 minutes. And it's just you know they bring in a starfish and 
and they look at it or they bring in a sea urchin and they look at it or they might do make a craft and they do it every day or they have a painting uh, time, a craft time. And it's super low key. It's very reasonably priced. Uh, and again, it's right on the ocean, Harvey Cedars, New Jersey, which is over by Ocean City, New Jersey, Surf City, New Jersey, Atlantic Beach. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, the dates that for that are June 10th through the 16th. Um, I would love to see you there. But if I don't see you there, maybe I'll get to see you uh, two weeks later at uh, from June 30th to July 5th at Sandy Cove. Oh, man. Sandy Cove is at the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay or the wherever. Not at the mouth, but where it starts. Headwaters. Um, what, do, what do you think about it when you think of Sandy Cove, Ben? I mean, Sandy Cove is kind of like... You know, the Disney World of theme parks a little bit, I think, in the way of like, it's just huge and it has everything and uh, there's a lot of people there. So when I was referring to the ones where it's a lot of people, Sandy Cove is the one with a ton of people. It's huge. I mean, they have everything you could basically ever see at a camp. You know, if you want the high ropes, you know, course, well, actually, I don't know if they have high ropes, but zip lines, they have, uh, you know, they do archery, they do, you can go out and go uh, parasailing if you want. They have tubing and a uh, whole, you know, canoe, kayak, paddle boat area. They have, uh, well, I think one year they almost did, I think they might have done even fireworks. I mean, it's, it's a pretty stupendous, I mean, their meals are unbelievable it's an incredibly nice uh facility there and then they have all the things that you know you would expect at a camp they have a craft barn that's open mm -hmm. every day great snack um, spot. you know the, the really cool thing about both places is that you know for someone who's pretty like debbie and i my wife and i we're pretty you know careful of where we would let our kids go Psh, when we get to camp they just run wild because they kind of have these settings you know they all play gaga ball or octoball or whatever they call it in different places um both camps have it um they have a climbing wall at sandy cove um they've had horses there they they have a lot of activities they're giving away prizes um and again the 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 program's super easy um i think i think they just have maybe a, a, a program in the morning and then a program in the evening um sometimes they bring in a special uh music or a magician um, I, they've had uh, Michael Card there. Uh, for all you old people, you know who that is. Um, uh, and they just, it's just, again, both places, uh, top-notch programs. But if you're looking something for your family that might be a little different this year, or maybe some vacation with purpose, I just encourage you to look into these two camps again, June 10th through the 16th at Harvey Cedars. I think you could look it up, Harvey Cedars Bible Conference, um, and then Sandy Cove uh on june 30th through july 5th and again it is well worth it uh even uh sandy cove uh, uh they have different options you can stay in their big hotel like thing or they even have a campground that's not far from them uh that you still take advantage of the program but you can have your meals you know in your camper and it's a little more reasonably priced well, hey, we're out of time. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to remind you that today, as you're watching this on live streaming, and I should ask Ben if there are any questions, um, but uh, uh, today as we live stream this is on the 21st. It's National Hugging Day, um, which would be a perfect time to make sure you give those, those people in your house a hug. Not just a little goodnight hug, but a really, really tight hug because you don't know how many more hugs you have or they have with you. 
So make sure you hug each of your children, your little kids and your big kids, and then hug your spouse a hug that says, I love you so much. Um, next week, I'm super excited because if all goes according to plan, we're going to have Tina Farewell, who is like a homeschool pioneer. Uh, maybe some of you might remember from Lifetime Books and Gifts. I'm super excited because really we do what we do because of Tina Farewell and her husband, Bob. Uh, you know, the smiling homeschoolers really uh, a long process because of the way they've they've influenced our lives. And in fact, the way we homeschool was changed by Tina and Bob Farewell. But I'll tell you more stories then. Uh, I hope you'll join us. It's going to be a great, great show. And I'm excited about some other shows that we have lined up in the future. Hopefully by next week, Ben and Russ have a child and we'll hear all the details about that. Um, have a great week. Make sure you hug your kids. Uh, and don't forget to smile because you should. Thanks for listening to episode 23 of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at todd at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. We also want to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all the great math products, view a sample lesson, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Well, thanks for joining us today, and by next week, I should have that newborn baby. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.